Let me give you a key point number two, and then we'll, we'll pick up at verse 7. Key point number two is this, that God's instructions for the oppressed is to be patient and persevere. Look at verse 7. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until he receives the early and latter rain? You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. But above all, my brethren, do not swear, either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath. Just let your yes be yes and your no, no, lest you fall into judgment. If you'll notice there again, what what James did with verse 7 is there was another shift. There was this shift from, all right, I'm addressing the oppressors, and I'm addressing those who are... uh, who are putting weight upon us and causing us to have difficulty in this world, and there's even hope for them in the gospel. And then he shifts, and now he's going to use this word brethren a lot. Why? Because now he's addressing specifically believers. And he's saying, how do we as as brethren, how do we as believers respond to this oppression? And he is saying, look, be patient. And and what does he do? He reminds us to look forward at the end result. And he gives us examples. He says, look at all that Job endured. And we can look at the end product of what it produced. And we can say, wow, he went through that trial. And look at the end end result. Sound familiar? He's taking us back to the theme of James 1. Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds because we know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work in you so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So as we go through this, we're understanding that, again, he's saying, look, be patient and be in prayer. Be patient. Be patient. When I look at the world's solutions today. Everybody has, a, everybody has a campaign, right? Everybody has a campaign. Everybody has some type of cause. Everybody has some type of injustice. Everybody has something, you know, everybody has something that, that they want other people to take up the cause with them. And I get it. But when James is writing to believers, he's saying, listen, the best thing that you can do right now is not print up a bunch of T-shirts with your cause on it, is not riot, it's not to tear down or be destructive. Let your yes be yes, let your no be no, be patient. Know that the Lord sees the injustices. 
and he's saying, he gives a warning to the brethren. He says, look, if you don't respond the right way, you're going to deal with the same condemnation that the oppressors are dealing with. God has a win-win situation. He has a way through the gospel to bring about a win-win situation. Believers, pray. Be patient. Endure. Stay grounded. Steadfast. Secure your your heart. Listen, it's not easy instructions from the Lord. It's not easy. It's not easy to be patient. It's not easy to just go before the Lord in prayer when you see all these things and you go, surely there's something that can be done. And I'm not saying that we sit by uh, uh, completely and, and ignore What I am saying is that reconciliation is brought about by prayer. Reconciliation is brought about by humility. Reconciliation requires perseverance. And key point number three is this. Some of our suffering is brought about by circumstances and not other people. But our response is still to be patient and pray. Look back at verse 13. Is anyone among you suffering? Now let me pause there because hasn't he already addressed that? I mean, isn't that what he was just talking about with oppression? The language here is unique because here's what's happening. It's another transitional statement that James is using. In the first part of of this chapter, James is addressing the oppressors And then he talks to the believers and he is saying, look, sometimes the trials that you're going through, sometimes the hardship that you're going through is because another person has placed this yoke upon you. Another person has placed something upon you that is a burden. And there is a way to respond when another person causes you to bear that weight. And it's through patience, perseverance, humility, prayer, and the things that we've been looking at throughout the book of James. The shift here is, with this verse 13, he says, is anyone among you suffering? And the Greek word there, the language that's being used, is, are you suffering because of circumstances? In other words, not just some person, but is there a circumstance that has happened? that has come upon you. And that circumstance is difficult for you to deal with. You know, Cheryl and I, I've shared this before, Cheryl and I, uh, when we were married for one month and two days, we were flooded from our, uh, from our home. We lost everything that we owned. We suffered the consequence of a circumstance. Nobody planned that. No one, you know, no one caused that to happen to us. You know, it was circumstances. So that, that, with that in mind, let's listen to the rest of the passage. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him, let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders or pastors of the church and let them pray over him, 
anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he'll be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another, and pray for one another, that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. My favorite way of rephrasing that last part is this way. When a believing person prays, great things happen. When a believing person prays, great things, great things happen. Great things are the result. So James is reminding us, he's like, look, sometimes we're suffering because other people have caused us to suffer. And then there's sometimes we're suffering because of the circumstances. Sometimes we get sick. Sometimes we have calamity fall upon us. And those circumstances are trials. And they can be, they can be very difficult. But James is pointing out the fact that it does not matter whether the trial or the difficulty comes from a person who is oppressing or whether it comes from circumstances that just brought about an unfortunate turn of events. The result's the same. Our action is to be the same. But go back and look through the book of James. And what does he say? He's telling us, stay faithful. He's telling us, be, be humble. He's telling us again and again to be, to be prayerful and persevere. So sometimes our trials are the result of circumstances. 